Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Toolback time with Smithy. Call now, 0800-150-811. Yeah, 10.03, we invite you to call us, uh, 0800 uh, 150 uh, quarter of the month will win, and Oklahoma Joe's uh, Blackjack Charcoal Kettle Grill, thanks to Able Living, so we uh, thank them for that. Um, and we've got uh, John on the line already, uh, John from Auckland, good morning to you, John. Yeah, morning, Smithy, good to have you back on here. Um, I, I told your producer, Brian, I was going to start with the All Blacks, but I might as well start with the Black Caps. Um, what a terrible performance last night. I thought um, Williamson in particular, you know, he's scoring runs. That's brilliant. He's, he will be our best ever batsman. Um, but just his strike rate, mate. I mean, 51 balls to score 61 runs. You know, it's it's getting to the stage where we might have to say you should just stick to ODIs and test cricket because that's where we need you the most. Look, I, I totally agree with you, John, and we've been uh, talking about this. Uh, I talked about it with uh, quality uh, cricket commentators, former players in Australia as well, and they, you know, they're all, we're all fans of Kane Williamson, make no doubt about that. Uh, you know, he's been a terrific player, but his whole life has been based around the fact that, you know, and he's built up a wonderful record on the fact that he hates getting out. Um, you know, and, and yeah. in T20 cricket, you can't afford to have that kind of hate. You have to have. Um, a desire to do well, but you have to be prepared um, that it's not going to go well from time to time. So, look, um, it has to be, uh, uh, is he good enough to make an attitude adjustment there? I don't know. Does he want to make an attitude adjustment? But we we don't do enough damage uh, for too many deliveries for mine at the moment uh, when you consider what's uh, going on. You compare uh, that performance last night by his uh, opposite number who scores 111 and one ball less, uh, you know, you just can't compare that kind of thing, John. You're dead right. Yeah, yeah. And and, and just watching the World Cup, because you were there as a commentator, you know, the teams that we did beat were out of form and, you know, below us. And then when we came up against the nitty-gritty sides like England and Pakistan, you know, we just had no um, tendency to go after the ball uh, besides um, Phillips, who was great, but... Yeah, I, I just I just think this this team at the moment, if they're going to continue on this route, was going on the wrong path, and um, it's not the way of the future for T20 cricket. Um, but in saying that, like you said, Williamson's a great player, great seven for New Zealand cricket, and he should still be there in a test and ODI capacity. I think. Mm, I, I agree with you, and I'm not hanging my hat uh, on Finn Allen yet either. I, a two ball duck again 
last night. So uh, let's wait. Just let's just uh, wait and see on Finn Allen without putting all this pressure on him and saying he is the man to replace Martin Guptill. He's the guy we've got going forward. Uh, he's got to find some consistent form, otherwise he he can't be. Uh, John, so yes, uh, there's that's the cricket side of things, and uh, of course the All Blacks. The last eight or nine minutes was a bit of a horror show. Yeah, yeah, just quickly on the All Blacks, mate. Um, I thought for 70 minutes they were the best team in the world. They showed that they had the capabilities to beat anyone. And then the last 10 minutes when Barrett came off, um, they were the worst team in the world. And that was quite a a contrast, actually, that um, reflected the year quite brilliantly, um, how this All Blacks team has gone about it. Um, Just going into next year, I think they should keep to that starting lineup, barring any injuries, because um, that front row, did you see our scrum? Didn't falter once. Mm. And that English, yep. that English scrum has been destroying scrums all around the world. Um, so, yeah, that's the way of the future for me. Uh, just quickly before I go, I want to acknowledge Toa Samoa, their supporters, mm. um, just absolutely brilliant all over the world, from Las Vegas to Auckland to Hawke's Bay to Wellington to Brisbane, Melbourne. And, you know, they're really showing the way for world sport for supporters. I totally agree. I mean, I, I was uh, driving around uh, Hawke's Bay uh, over the weekend and the number of uh, flags uh, being uh, out of cars around the place uh, was, was quite quite uh, unbelievable to see, John. I, I haven't seen that for all-black rugby. I haven't seen that many uh, all-black flags uh, when it's come to World Cup times. So, yes, it was, and, and hats off to their wonderful support group globally. Uh, yes, Joey, good morning to you. Joey from Auckland. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Welcome back, mate, from last week. Thank Look, you. Um, just about the, uh, the 2020 World Cup with Guptill. Um, I couldn't work it out. You know, they they said they they play Nisham as a, as a, a all rounder. He never he never bowled one one ball in that World Cup. You know, and so so why would you play him as an all rounder and not put you could you could have put Guptill in at, at if you if you didn't want him opening, you could say he could drop in after. Williamson and just say go for it. We know what you can do. And against Pakistan, Smithy, his his one of his best averages is against Pakistan. Pakistan don't like playing against them because he's he's played very well against Pakistan. And I just couldn't believe that they turned around and said between the captain and coach and the senior or senior players, whatever, they said, oh, we'll play Nisham. Don't get me wrong, Jimmy Nisham is a good all rounder, but they never bowled him once in the World Cup. So what's the point of of, of playing him? You know, I can't work that mm. out. You know, I, well, I, mean, I guess, I guess he was uh, he was an insurance policy if the bowling didn't go well, uh, Joey. And and I, I get where you're coming from um, in terms of uh, straight out specialist batsmen. Uh, there's no comparison between Martin Guptill and uh, and Jimmy Neesham for me. And he didn't fire with a bat either. So maybe that was something they could have looked at, but they tended to just go with the status quo. But very good observation, Joey. Yeah, also too, just Smithy on the All Blacks, um, you know, fantastic, you know, first 70 minutes. And then Bowden Barrett, we always seem to get these guys getting sent to the bin. I thought he was a bit hard done by, but, and then, and, and we, we just fell away. Obviously with 14 minutes, very hard, but we, you know, we beat, we beat um, not a bad Japan side. We beat a Welsh B side. We beat a Scottish side that were down... And we draw with England, which we should have never have lost that game. No one, mm. if, if Richie McCall was playing in that game, we wouldn't have lost that game. But that's how it is. And I just can't see us winning the World Cup, the, uh, the way we're going. I, I can't see a massive improvement. I like the way they've, they've changed uh, the players with Jody Barrett at, at 12. I think he's devastating at 12. But um, 
I just can't see us winning the World Cup, to be honest. Not at the moment. I think France will win it myself, but, um, mm. you know, you've got to be improving. And, and they're not, you know, they, they scored a try through an intercept. Fair enough. Well done. But, you know, they haven't scored. I mean, that try of Iwami's was very good, but that was through a, a cross kick. And I couldn't work out why, with two minutes to go, we didn't hang on to the ball um, and just, I, I know we could have given away a penalty and they might have kicked the goal and won the game. But the, the kick that um, the halfback did, Perinara, was it, you know, nothing under. I mean, if you want to, they should have kicked it deep and, and mm. let them attack from, from the back. That's how I see it. I don't know how you see yeah, it. Yeah, I- no, I, I totally agree with you. That that kick from uh, TJ, one of his last acts for a, quite a while, because of, of course he's broken down now. Joey, I think that uh, has been one of the most talked about kicks um, in the twenty-four hour, the ensuing twenty-four hours after uh, that particular final whistle. Why uh, they gifted possession away to England in such a good field position was uh, quite strange. Willie was John from Christchurch. Uh, good morning to you, John. Good day, Smitty. How are you, Bill? Good, thank you. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. You too, mate. Listen, um, yeah, I'm in the same boat as everybody else, mate, in a lot of aspects here. I, I don't see in, in New Zealand cricket actually thinks it's acceptable for us to actually play in the manner that we are playing now. Um, you know, like these guys like Kane and even Conway, I, I actually not a fan of Conway being at the top either because he blocks too many balls as well. And once they keep blocking and blocking and blocking, the game's going away from them the whole time. And you could just see last night what was going to happen straight away. As soon as someone went out straight away, um, as in Finn did, um, we're going to be going backwards the whole time. And see Kane doing it the way he was, um, I just don't know what the answer is. But I, and more to that, like I'm with you on the Finn Allen thing, I actually think, um, well, it makes him a bit of a mockery of not even giving Guppy a crack at the World Cup when, uh, as we know, and everyone knows, that he's one of the most destructive um, white, white ball um, batters in the world when he gets in. But... Finn Allen's had one good innings so far and um, Guppy doesn't even get a chance and um, now they put on the back burners. I, yeah, I don't know, mate, what the answer is, but um, I just don't see how New Zealand cricket thinks it's acceptable, acceptable for us to play the way we are under Kane's leadership and Kane, the one that's probably the biggest um, problem there. So what do they do, yeah, uh, you know? It's, it's got to change. There's no doubt about it, uh, John. Uh, the, it ha- tactically, it has to change. There's no doubt about that. You make some really good points there. It just does... It does have to change. We can't continue to just uh, drift along like that. Uh, we need more urgency at the, at the top of the order. We, we just can't say if Finn Allen uh, gets out, then, uh, OK, we'll just go revert back to a, a nice safe start because nice safe starts don't cut the mustard. Uh, they simply don't. You've got to continue to gamble. You've got to keep the, continuing to throw caution to the wind um, and you've got to be prepared to, to lose wickets to do that. But you've got to be prepared to lose two or three. Um, and, and the hope that one or two of your batsmen are going to come off and give you that lightning start. Uh, w- w- we're not doing that at the moment. Uh, w- we're not playing risk-free free cricket. We're playing slightly um, hesitant cricket, I think it's fair to say, and that's been complimentary. Joe, good morning to you. Joe from Gizzy, great to hear from you, man. Morning, Smithy. Great to hear you back on the uh, on the wireless. Hey, uh, just uh, first big ups to the Wellington University Football Club. They did a 45-hour concert football game to raise 70 grand for Gumboot Friday over the weekend. And uh, wow. looks like it's going to be the Guinness Book of World Records. So first up, that's a, that's a feat in itself with 18 players playing constantly for 45 hours. And a uh, great donation to Mike King's amazing effort there with the Gumboot Friday. Hey, um, lo- looking at the sport over the weekend, I mean, the best thing is a young trampolinist 
who got up and uh, you know defeated the Chinese for the first time since 2007, taking a world title. Uh, young Mr. Smith. But I just think, prior to going up to the Northern Hemisphere, everyone on the show was saying we'd lose 4-0. And we, we do lose the last game on the weekend there to England in, in a poor state. And I'm, I'm 100% on your side where we shouldn't have to use the entire bench every week. Every week. You know, and, and this time, it didn't work for us. And once again, uh, we got a man in the Simbin, and, uh, you know, and it backfired on us. But, but let's not forget, England were camped on our line for probably 18 to 20 minutes of that, that game where all the penalties went our way. Normally, we would, we would have a yellow card and probably a man in the bin halfway through them being camped down along with our forward pack. But Reynard seemed to find penalties to go our way each time. And so I didn't think England were as bad as everyone's making them out to be. But I'll take, I'll take three wins in a draw, the way we were before we went up there, and everyone thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's calamity, Smithy. But uh, I just think we, we've developed players... I mean, Mr. Talia's come onto the pitch there as an all-back at the end of the season. No one would have picked him as an all-back this season. And he, he, a couple of defensive issues against Scotland there, but play looks like an all-back. And he's had a great couple of years working his way through North Harbour and, and Auckland rugby. But I think what we've, what we've got now is we've got a foundation of players that we can choose from. Different players are injured, different players, have, you know, we've got, we've got the amazing Ethan Blackhead coming back next year. But I think we've got a great pool to take up to the World Cup next year. And everyone's going on about the French. I watched the French against Australia in three tests, and Australia missed three penalty goals at the end of each match to lose those three test matches against the French earlier in the season. So I can't see us being that worried about the French. Yeah, they'll be at home and they'll have a home advantage. But when we look at where we are for what we are, I think I'll put us in the semi-finals at a cakewalk. But, you know, and then it comes down to the refereeing. We adapted really well, Smithy, you know, in the last few games because the refereeing mm. is very different up there, all right? And the one thing that's getting irritating is looking at the TM, TMO just interfering constantly with calls. And I don't know if you watched the Irish game with Ben O'Keefe uh, refereed. And he, he called a call in the middle of the game, let it go. TMO came back to him, and he turned it over to a penny, which ultimately cost him the game. So... What we're looking at here is the All Blacks. I think I'll give the All Blacks probably a, a, a B minus for that tour. You know, they, they won. They came on, they won from behind. They won against a very vigorous Japanese side, and they, they lost them in front to, to a draw, which is ultimately a loss in everybody's eyes. But I, I think mm. once we look at what we've got going forward for next year, Super Rugby, Antonina Brown come back. You know, I, I couldn't believe they had two plus five sitting on the bench and two blinds of Franco sitting on the bench. But they've developed an entire squad with guys who have come back. And a great celebration for actually not losing, unlike uh, Neil Army, who lost 100 test match to Brody Vitalik, who played 100 games for the All But I just think we've got a little bit of depth here. We've got a little bit of We found out Papa Lee is good at this, this level now. Yeah, our front row has developed. No one would have picked that front row beginning of the year, so many, you know, nobody. And now you're looking at... You're looking at us with Super Rugby coming up. We just don't need some injuries, and we're going to get some. Yeah, okay. You know, our, our halfback blew his, uh, blew his ACL during the weekend, but we're going to lose one or two for the year in the Super Rugby. It just always happens. And then it's trying to see mm. how we can put ourselves together to go up to, to France. And, and we're just bagging. You know, we just seem to be continually bagging the All Blacks at the moment. Everyone's looking for Razor, Razor. Put that chat aside. Right, we just got to go with what we got there. 
yes, they got it wrong on the weekend. Yes, the bench came on at the one, it's didn't fire up. The one, it's didn't fire up. No, he always fire up. But now we're going to say, right, put it away. It's in the rear view mirror. Everyone's going to bag them. Foss is going to come home and get bagged again. But we can't change what we got. You know? But we don't have the depth of, of, of players that we thought we had, but we've developed those ones that we haven't got. So now we're just looking to say, hey, what's going to come with Super Rugby? Who's going to put their hand up as a bolter? Who's going to be that guy who, who no one knows about now? Maybe Ruben Love, you know, Wellington's going to play an outstanding hurricane season and move himself straight into their all-back squad. Uh, you know, remember, we, we didn't play um, a lot of the Canary players who everybody thought would just waltz into that all-back back line. And, and it's just like, uh, are all the second five eights gone now? Because Jordy Barrett's going to be a second five eight for the Hurricanes this season. And that means you've got two, three, four, Harvili, uh, Leonard Brown, uh, all playing for one position on the outside. You've got Jack Goodhue to come back. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of looking around. But I think, I think we're still there. I'm, I'm pretty positive about the All Blacks, maybe. I'm, uh, you know, I can't, can't just keep hearing everyone begging our team because if Richie McCall was there, but uh, Richie McCall ain't there, all right? And, uh, you know, we still lost a few games with Richie there. Let, let's be honest. But let's just see how we go next year. And you know, we can't go any worse than, than the cricket at the moment. But I tell you what, uh, Al Sharak had a great weekend, didn't he? Denny Smithy, getting uh, Darcy Brown, uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, also on the group two at Pickle on the weekend. Oh yeah, I know the I know the horse you mean. Yeah, that was a, that was a good finish for the week for them. Yeah, um, name name eludes me as well. But you're, you're right, Joe. You made some uh, excellent points there. I thank you very much for your call. Uh, and you, you know uh, you've taken a sort of a stand back attitude uh, very very quickly. And I like that. I, I, I like the fact that you've sort of taken a. Uh, it's almost like you're thinking about it about a week or a month down the track rather than both just being reacting to 24 hours. So Joe, thank you very much uh, for your call. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.